Today, inshallah, I want to share with you a story of a Sahabi radiallahu an. This Sahabi was known as the, the poor governor. This, is, this, was his, this was his nickname. His name was Sa'id ibn Amir radiallahu an. And Sa'id ibn Amir says that the reason I converted to Islam was because there was a traumatizing kind of story and a situation that I witnessed in my life. And that trauma lived with me. What I saw that day in my life lived with me till the day I died. And he says it was because of this that brought me to Islam to begin with. So what happened? What did he see? He says that first of all, what I saw was that after the battle of Ahud, the, the Quraysh and the people who were the enemies of Islam, they wanted revenge against the Muslims. So what happened was that a group of people came to the Prophet ﷺ. There was an incident known as the treachery of Ar-Raj'i. So in this, there are people who came to the Prophet ﷺ. They said that people have converted to Islam. Please send us some of your Qurra, some of your Hufad, so that they can teach our, so they can teach our community members. What they did not know, what the Prophet ﷺ did not know was that they had a sinister plan behind all this. When the Sahaba were sent, these people, they were surrounded and they were killed. One of these people who were killed was, his name was Khubay bin Adi. So Khubay bin Adi was about to be executed. And the person who's watching all this once again is Sayyid ibn Amr. Sayyid ibn Amr at that time was not a Muslim. But he was there, he was watching his execution. And then before he died, he said to the people that if you permit me, let me pray two rakah salat. So he prayed two rakah salat and then he told them that if you thought that I was fearing death, and because of that, if you thought, if this was what you, what you were thinking about, I would have prolonged it. But I'm not fearing my death. That's why I prayed my salat and do whatever you want. Before he passed away, they even asked him that would you want Rasulullah to be in your position? And he says, absolutely not. I cannot even imagine. I will do whatever I can, but I will not even want a thorn to prick Rasulullah wasallam. And I will do whatever I can to protect Rasulullah The fact that he would say something like this even made them more aggravated and more angry. And they began to chant, kill him, kill him now. Before he passed away, Khubayb, he made a dua against these people. Now, in that group, once again, amongst these spectators was Saeed ibn Amir. Saeed ibn Amr says that this is the very first time that I was seeing that someone who was not just being killed, but someone whose body was being mutilated. And he says that after that is as if I would remember the voices of Khubayb. I could see Khubayb. I could just remember that situation. And he says that at night, even when I was asleep, the voices of Khubayb and the du'as that he made against my nation in my qawm, they were in my mind. And he would say that often I would think, am I amongst those people or not? Will I become a recipient of Allah's punishment because of the du'a of Khubayb? Now, what happens next is that he goes and he says, you know what, I need to go and learn about Islam. He goes to Medina, he comes to the Prophet ﷺ, he converts to Islam, he takes his shahada. After that, he was with Rasulullah ﷺ during some other expeditions. And after the death of the Prophet ﷺ, he supported Abu Bakr and he supported Umar ibn Khattab When Umar ibn Khattab became the, became the Khalifa, he became Amir al-Muminin, he, Sa'id ibn Amr, came to him and he began to give him many advices. You know, the key advices, you know, be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're in a position of authority, do not misuse your authority. You know, the basic, you know, basic advices that we give to anyone in a position of leadership. So at that time, Abu Khattab, he soaked all of it in, he took all of it in. 
Then later on he realized that I need a governor. I need someone who's going to look after the political affairs of Hims. Hims is a place in Syria. So he came to Saeed ibn Amr and he said that Saeed, there's an opening here and I want you to go there and be my governor. Be my appointed governor there in Hims. And he says, you know what? I'm sorry, I'm not available. Umar al-Khattab got upset with him. And he says that first you come and give me advice, okay? You want to come and give me advice and now when I'm trying to execute my responsibility in the correct way and I've chosen you, now you're backing out? So he got upset. Umar al-Khattab got upset with him and then later on he gave in. After he gave in, he said, I'm going to assign you some money from the Baytul Mal for your salary. He says, I don't need that. Alhamdulillah, whatever I'm getting right now from the Muslim treasury, uh, that is sufficient for me, for me and my wife and my family. Let me just go to Syria. So he goes to Syria. And now he's, uh, he's maintaining the political affairs there in Syria. Now, later on, a few weeks later, a group of people passed by, passed by Medina. The, the, uh, Umar al-Khattab was informed that this is a group of people from Syria, from the same place where Saeed ibn Amr, he is ruling over, and he's a governor. So they went to him, so he, Amir al-Mu'mineen, he presented himself and he says that I understand that there are many poor people in your community. Can you just list them approximately who they are, how many people they are? Just make a list and give it to me. When they gave the list to uh, Amir al-Mu'mineen, Umar al-Khattab, the very first name on that list was the governor of Hims, Saeed ibn Amr. So right away he's thinking to himself, I mean, Umar al-Khattab is saying, this is the same Saeed that I appointed in Hims? And they said, yeah. And then he said that, how do you know that he's, he's poor? He's living in a, in a poor condition. So they, he, they said that we do not see gas fire lighting up in his house for days, sometimes even weeks. So meaning that there's no food being cooked inside the house. So then he said that, okay, you know what? Let me do something. Let me help him out. So he sends a thousand dinars. Now look what happens after this. He sends the a thousand dinars. The a thousand dinars come to Saeed ibn Amr. Saeed ibn Amr opens up the bag and he sees a thousand dinars. And the first thing that he says is, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. So the wife said, what happened? Did Amir Muminin die? He goes, no worse. He goes, was there a calamity that has befallen the Muslims? He goes, no worse. He goes, what's worse than that? And look what his response is. He says, the dunya has come into our home. Just, I mean, this is a governor maintaining the political affairs of the people. And the money, just a little money comes and he says, the dunya has come into our home and perhaps Allah is rewarding us in this dunya for our hardships. What he did right away is, he made small, small sacks, small bags. He put all the, he divided all the thousand dinars and right away he went and he delivered all of that to the poor people in the community. He kept not a single dinar for himself. Now, some weeks later, Ibn Khattab he decides to come by. And he, he comes by and he says, so he's, you know, meeting the people of the city. He goes, how are you finding your new governor? How's things going on? They said that we have several complaints, okay? We have many complaints about this, okay? So when people come and they say, oh, we have many complaints about the Imam, don't worry. If Umar al-Khattab can be complained, don't worry. Alhamdulillah, I feel a little better. I don't feel that bad. But they came and they said, we have four complaints about this man. So he said, okay. So look at what Umar al-Khattab did. He never went and got upset at Saeed. This is a claim, okay? They're the, they're the, claim, they're the plaintiff. There's a, he's a defendant, right? You gotta hear both sides of the story. You cannot make a decision based on hearing one side of the story. So Amr al-Khattab says, okay, you come, 
all the people who have complaints and you come Saeed ibn Amr and we'll, we'll resolve this. So they said, what's your first complaint? They said that he does not come out till the afternoon time. He's a leader. He's supposed to be coming and, coming and serving us from morning. He has to be here, but he comes only in the afternoon time. So Abu al-Khattab, he looked at Saeed and says, do you have an explanation? And is this true? He says, yes, it is true. I do not want to express, but he says the reality is that because I don't have a lot of money, we have not kept a servant inside the house. But because of that, I'm the one who has to make the bread every day inside the house. I make the bread every day inside the house. And if you know anything about bread, once you put the dough and the, you know, the flour and the dough and everything, what do you have to do? It has to rise, right? Yes or no? See, you men don't go ever, ever inside the kitchen. Subhanallah. Okay, so the dough rises, right? So he says that I have to wait. I have to put all this dough and all the flour together. Then I have to wait for the dough to rise. After the dough rises, then after that I go and I, I, I make the bread. After I make the bread for my family, then I take a ghusl or I make wudu and then I come out to address the affairs of the people. Okay? So once again, we learn from this is there's nothing wrong in helping out around the house too. Okay? There's nothing wrong. Now, second complaint. He says, what's your second complaint? They said, they said that he does not, um, second complaint was, he does not ever answer the call of anyone at night. So he looked at Saeed, what's your explanation? He says, oh, Amir Muminin, during the entire day, I answer the call of the people. At night, I have to answer the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? And this was, by the way, the nature of all the Sahaba, and it was the nature of the Anbiya. During the day, they would give da'wah. They would fulfill their responsibilities. Sahaba, they would fulfill their responsibilities. But at night, they would connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he goes, this is why I don't answer anyone's call, because I answer only one call, and that is the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, what's your third complaint? They said that he does not, there's one time of the month, one day of the month, he does not come out to us at all. So he asked Saeed, what, again, what's your explanation? He says that, oh, I mean, one second, I don't have a servant, I don't have a lot of clothes, I only have one pair of clothes. I only have one pair of clothes. This is the governor. I only have one pair of clothes. And so he says that what I do is on that day, I wash those clothes. I have to then wait for it to dry. And then I wear that by the time, by the time all that happens, that process is over, the day has come to an end. Okay, what's your, what's your next complaint? He says that they said that time to, here and there, once in a while, we see that he falls unconscious. Why is that? So he asked, asked Saeed ibn Amr, he says, why is this happening? He says that till today, think about this, many years have gone by. He goes, till today, I remember the death and the execution of Khubay bin Adi. And I remember what he was saying. And I remember what things took place with him. And he goes, till today, I think that at that time, I never said anything. I stayed quiet at that time. Perhaps I'm always scared that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not send his wrath upon me. He might send his wrath upon them, but will I be amongst them or not? He goes, this is why at times out of that fear, out of that pressure of fear, I fall sometimes unconscious. This is the taqwa of these kind of people. At that time, Umar al-Khattab, he says, Alhamdulillah, that I have placed the right person in the right position. Lay on, right after that, he gave him another thousand dinars. Again, take care of yourself. What did he do with it? His wife said this time, perhaps we can go and get a servant and so forth because you need to take care of your responsibility. He said no. He took that thousand dinars. Again, he divided all those ten, um, one thousand dinars and he gave it out to all the, all the people who were in need. I just shared the story. This is a Sahabi that many of us we have not heard of. The reason why we hear these kind of stories is because Alhamdulillah, 
we have role models like this. You understand? Alhamdulillah, we have role models like these kind of people that we can look at them and emulate their life in a certain degree. We look at their taqwa. Once again, we might not come to their level of taqwa, but when we look at their life, how much taqwa and how much zuhud they had in their life, perhaps we can understand many things from their life and apply in our life. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the ability to follow the footsteps of our sahaba. Radiallahu anhum. Ameen. Rabbil alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.